Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Before we get started, in honor of the conversation we just had, we would like to offer this social distancing sale. It is $2 off all the coffee that we have in stock until we are sold out. We do front porch delivery or pickup either way, and you can leave us cash as long as it's sanitized, of course, or Venmo us the money. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook and let us know if you're interested and you're in the Bryan College Station area, and we will take care of you, and hopefully that brings you a little bit of warm caffeinated joy the same way coffee does us this episode of the podcast is with lauren tate it's her second episode and we talk about a program that she came out that she actually thought of while this social distancing in such crazy times that we live in and we don't really know what to do when we're just all by ourselves and it helps us with creativity and with positivity and just everything in life in general So I'll let Lauren do all the explaining. It was a really great conversation. I really appreciate her being on. So everybody enjoy Lauren Tate. Round two. Well, thanks for being back on, Lauren. This is uh, is awesome. I know I reached out to you just because you've got some sort of crazy program. We'll just dive into it and figure out what this is. But with the madness that's going on and the uncertainty, you have a mental group that you're doing or something like that i'll let you explain it because you're way better at it than i am yeah no uh yeah thanks for having me back on it it was awesome to to see that message pop up and to have the opportunity to be back on your show but yeah basically what we have going on right now in, in our entire world right it's um it's just it's full of so much unknown and so much uncertainty and i think we as a society do such a good job of keeping ourselves distracted all the time. And even myself included, especially when sports kind of went away, I found myself coming home from work or coming home from the gym and wanting to turn on the TV. And then there was nothing there. And sooner and, you know, more and more things started getting taken away. And, you know, there was advice not to go out in big groups of people and all this stuff. So now you have a situation where, a lot of people that aren't used to being at home or used to being isolated or aren't used to being just in their head a lot, right? Um, we're almost forced to be that way. And so kind of just there was one night I didn't get a lot of sleep in, in the past week, and I, I just created this program. It was probably like 3 a.m. And I'm like, I've got to do something, not only for my sanity, right? Like this program isn't just for everybody else. This program, honestly, is for me too because – if people know my story, um, I have come from a history of some pretty serious mental health issues. So I'm trying to protect myself in this whole unknown, um, all these unknown variables, right? So the program, it's pretty strict to the point. It's pretty simple. I like to keep things simple, super kindergarten. I want everybody, kids, grandparents, whatever, to be able to join in and understand what's going on. So The basic overview of this program is it's called the three daily essentials and three daily essentials are intention, um, challenge and enjoyment. And basically what that is, is I'm creating this program to help people implement these three daily essentials into their everyday life. So, you know, pick an intention for the day and live your whole entire day with that intention in mind. Challenge yourself at least one time every single day and then seek out enjoyment in areas of your life where you typically wouldn't really find enjoyment, right? Because you'd probably be off with friends or at a restaurant or watching sports games or at your local gym or whatever it might be. So we really kind of have to get creative, not only as individuals, but as a society on 
how to have fun, how to have fun within the confinements of our own home where typically we, we may not like look for that. Right. So, so that's kind of like the basic, um, the basic premise of the program. So are there any specific, you know, questions or like nitty gritty details that, that you would like to know about before I just kind of go off on this panel? <laughs> Well, I mean, no, I mean, it, you explained it really well, but really it's just, I, I, I would want to know like what a, an example of an, like the intent. I know like, so first off to rewind it. So everybody knows that's listening that may not know or have it. It's the thought, this whole lockdown thing where people have to stay at home because of the unknown of the coronavirus. We have no idea. So being stuck alone, like she's the, maybe you go to the gym, like it's even taking away the physical activities where you go to the gym and you're physically with people, you know, it's not just the people who are, who, you know, go home and do whatever they sit on the couch and watch TV and watch sports. And now sports are gone or their activity, you know, their entertainment's gone. It's, it's actual like physical activities. So now they're stuck like kids out of school and you got to figure out how to handle kids and everything else. So what, if you have the kids and it's kindergarten and stuff like that, what would it be as far as like, how do you, what, what's an example of an intention that you would set for the day? Yeah. Yeah. No, great question. So a lot of times people don't even know what an intention is. So, you know, an intention, essentially it's the message you give yourself about what you're planning on doing. It's, it's like a desire that you're declaring. And, and a lot of people think of an intention as like the starting point of every dream. So, I like to tell people it's you living your life on purpose. And I think thinking about an intention that way, it's really powerful. It's like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm waking up today and I am living my life this way on purpose. So some people's intention is simply just, you know, today I'm going, I'm going to be as happy as possible or today I'm going to be full of life or today I'm going to, oh gosh, I'm going to find enjoyment in doing the dishes. Like it can be something so simple, but it needs to be really specific. And, and I think a lot of times when people don't decide to live their life on purpose, when they don't declare an actual intention, right? That's when all of this unknown fear, um, that a lot of us are facing or we're, we're adopting other people people's fears that's when it's really going to come in and like take over our head and I think that's why for me specifically really declaring a purpose um, for your day is so important right now because first of all we don't know how long this is going to last right um, and so I think it's really important for people to build healthy habits now um, because <laughs> yeah. if you start doing this now like this program starts on Sunday however I'm not going to cap this program. Like there's no end date that someone can sign up. So if somebody's listening to this now, a week from now, I want you to go, I want you to reach out to me, Lauren at climbingconquer.com. I want you to go to my social media. I want you to tell me that you want in because we need this community. And the sooner that you start trying to adopt these healthy habits, three, four, five, six weeks from now, if this life is still the way that we have to live, it's going to be turnkey and you're not going to, find yourself in that pit of depression or overwhelmed by anxiety or wanting to shoot yourself in the foot because your kids are driving you crazy, right? You're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to get a piece of paper because that's what I'm going to teach you to do. And you're going to say, I intend to lead by example today. I intend to make mindfulness an important part of my life today. I intend to see all the goodness around me. So like you're just giving yourself something to focus on. 
And I think that that's going to be really valuable and, and honestly, like really critical at, at a time like this. And some people aren't really bought into to writing down a daily intention, but I think when people go through this program or maybe they'll see some success stories that come out of it, maybe they'll just try it for a day and be like, oh, wow, this, this intention thing actually does, does work. It gives me something to focus on besides not being able to leave my house, besides being pissed off that the NBA isn't on, besides whatever not going on, right? It's going to give you something more positive to focus on. It's funny that you say that the writing down because I'm listening to uh, "Stillness is the Key" right now, and he just like he went he goes through in one of the earlier chapters, I guess, where he's talking about like all these crazy successful people who journaled, like just journaled whenever like they all had different styles of journaling, but they all wrote stuff down to get their thoughts out, their feelings out, whatever it may be. And now, like you said, and that's a big thing I've heard too, is like when you struggle with uh, depression and going down dark rabbit holes, when you're left by yourself, now you're making up kind of like your own movie, I would think, and it turns either happy or sad. And when it goes sad, it just keeps going down. Right. And so it's important to like get those things out of your head. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, throughout this whole program and really any client that I have, and some clients love it and some clients hate it, but I am such a firm believer in getting a piece of paper and just getting a pen and just see what comes out. Because so many times we're so comfortable with, you know, our thumbs doing all the work or our fingers doing all the typing. But we've a lot of people have lost sight of the power of just shutting your computer, turning off the TV, turning your phone upside down and just seeing what comes out of your head. And so... And this, and this program, when we talk about intention every day, and especially week two, week two we dive into intention really, really, really deeply. And, like, there is a rule. The rule is your intention has to be positive because like attracts like. So, you know, if you write a negative intention, that's what it's going to attract. And we live in such a negative world right now. Anyways, you've, you've, got, you've got to get away from that. So write down a positive intention. But... Do it with a pen and a piece of paper so you can hang it up on your fridge or keep it in your purse or keep it in your back pocket so that when you feel that depression or that anxiety or that itch to get outside and who knows what's going to happen in three or four weeks, like maybe we can't go outside, like that intention is there and it's just it's just a, a reminder of you can make peace with yourself, you can live the way that you intend to live because you're living your life on purpose today. You're living your life on purpose the next day. And like I said a couple of minutes ago, the sooner you can make that a habit, the sooner this whole coronavirus and quarantine thing, it's not going to feel as daunting or as just so fearful as it feels right now because it's new. And anyone that lives in our world, we're not very comfortable with new. We're not comfortable with change, but like we are being forced to change. And so we just have to see it as an opportunity because if we don't, there's only one other way to go, and that's that's downwards. And that's what I'm trying to help other people not do. You know, I just if I can just help one person go up throughout this whole situation, like I've done my job, right? Yeah, so. yeah. And, and I mean, I I think it's everything is like such a negative. I mean, that's what that's why the news reports it the way they report it. It's because yeah. that's what gets the clicks. That's what gets the attention. It's not like. Hey, listen, we're going to hold up here. Just, you know, use common sense, safety, social, you know, uh, what do they call it? It's, I, I want to say quarantine, but it's, I, they call it, uh, 
whatever it is. Social distancing. distancing. Yeah, social yeah. distancing. But just use common sense. Like you would if like if I got sick and got the flu, and I'm not equating this to the flu, but like if I got sick, I wouldn't go run out to everybody else's family and get yeah. give it to them. Like use that sort of that's what they're asking for, that sort of common sense type of of way of doing things. So I mean doing stuff like that, but when you put it in a concept of like, oh, I'm gonna give you the numbers every day, well, and then when you see the numbers spike because they start to test more, all of a sudden that negative goes way up like, oh my gosh, now we need to really lock down everything. Nobody move. And like, hold on a second. Like, you're going to let us go to the grocery store and meet people there? And how far is this going to go? And so, like you said, being prepared for it, I think it's an advantage growing up. Like, I was like right on the cusp right before, you know, cell phones and the internet. So it's kind of an advantage because I had to deal without all this stuff and I'm fine. Like I like the outside. I can wander around. I can be by myself. I can wander in the woods. You know, as as a kid, I would wander by myself through the woods chasing rabbits with a golf club, you know, (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and that's what I entertain myself all day by myself. So, I mean, the different, and I'm not saying it's bad now, like my kids are having to do things differently because they're used to a different way of life. Yeah. And this is what they grew up with. This is what they know. This is their normalcy. And so it's mm-hmm. just all being blown up right now with a different sort of thing. It's just crazy. It's crazy. So what are what are some other tips people can do if they go down that dark rabbit hole? I guess you can go in the program more about like how you're going to help people with that situation. Yeah, um, great, great question. So the first week of the program, it's I don't even really dive in a lot to intention and challenge and enjoyment. The first week of the program, I go a little bit in, into like an overview, but the most important thing I get people to do, or I'm hoping I get people to do, is just make a commitment to themselves. So the first couple of days, like we are diving into commitment, and I want people to commit to fighting through whatever is coming their way, whatever adversity, whatever – I, I say this term very lightly, so if you're listening and, and, and you're a faith believer, just roll with me. Whatever demons come our way. Like, I just want to help you be prepared. And it's going to happen. It's going to get hard. It's going to get real. And some people are ignoring that. And some people are over planning for it right now. And I just want people to be present and to make a commitment. Like, I'm committing myself to following through, at least for this four-week program, to living with intention, to challenging myself every single day, and to seeking enjoyment, no matter what happens, no matter what the news says, no matter who gets sick around me or who doesn't get sick, like I am just committing myself to being the best version of myself that I can be every day. And I'm making them sign this agreement, send it to me, and printing it off on their and like printing it off at home and proving it to me that it's posted somewhere in their house. So they can have that accountability every single day when they wake up. I made this commitment, I made this commitment, I made this commitment. And a lot of times we just need to see to believe. And right now with this coronavirus and the situation, it feels like it's invisible. And that's really, really, really hard, especially if you suffer from some type of mental illness. That's the toughest thing about depression and anxiety and stress. You can't see it. <laughs> like stress can physically do stuff to you, right? Anxiety can physically make you str- or can physically make you shake and whatnot. Depression, you can see it in your eyes and your face, but this illness, we can't really see it. So it's just so hard to believe, and it can take us down this rabbit hole, right? So the first couple of days, it's all about just commitment, and then I really want people to just ask themselves, like, why? Why am I here? Why do I want to get better? And, like, what do I want to get out of this? When 
when this coronavirus situation calms down, how do I want to look back and see myself during it? And I think really painting, helping people paint a picture, that's sometimes all the buy-in that you need. And so like, if you're listening to this right now and you're not doing the program, ask yourself that question. Who do you want to be four, five, six, seven weeks from now? Do you want to be somebody that spent five to eight hours on the couch, like coulda, woulda, shoulding and, and the what ifs and all that stuff? Or do you want to be somebody that got all your spring cleaning done and painted a new picture or wrote a novel or created music in your home or went for two hour walks a day, whatever it might be. Like, I just want people to establish a why, like, why am I doing this and what and who do I want to be? And a lot of people to answer your question that, that go down that rabbit hole and allow themselves. Cause it's a choice. Like I was there when I suffered from all my depression, I chose to go that way. I didn't listen to people. I didn't take advice. I didn't even try, but like sometimes you just need something bigger than you to focus on, which is why the intent is so valuable, which is why figuring out how to challenge yourself every single day is so valuable and figuring out and getting creative on, okay, today, the whole time I'm doing dishes, for example, I'm putting on my favorite record. I'm going to try and blow out my speakers because I'm going to be listening to it. So, <laughs> so high. And I'm just going to smile the whole time. Like that's a challenge in itself, but it's really just figuring out how to find enjoyment and the, the things that happen to your brain when you're challenged and when you're happy or when you're just forcing yourself to be happy, it really will change that chemical nature in your brain, which will change the way you hold yourself, which will change the way you think. And, you know, you could be at a one and next thing you know, after your dishes, you're at a 10. And that's really what this program's premise is, is I just want to help people not get to that down to that rabbit hole because it's possible. A lot of people are probably going to allow themselves to get there. And I just want people to know that it is 100% avoidable if you take the right steps and do it early enough to where the media hasn't gotten to your head yet or you're trying to do everyone else's plan, right? Everyone else wants to do what everyone else is doing. But I think it's really important to sit back and, again, commit yourself and ask yourself why. Like, why am I doing this and what and who do I want to be after all this is said and done? And just create an individualized plan for yourself and the more individualized you can make things, probably the better off you're going to be and the less likely you are to go down that rabbit hole. It seems like what you're saying in the program will also help keep a level of calmness to people instead of this panic and rushing out and buying everything that they don't need like and not sharing, you know, not sharing with everybody else that if if they just treated it as normal like it would be fine. Like nobody's going to let you starve because of virus because that defeats the purpose of quarantining for a virus. Like they're not going to let you starve. So don't panic about that part and don't buy things that are unnecessary and take them from people. It's just not nothing. That's another thing I heard in the book today that I actually wrote it down because I love the quote so much. I actually pulled over on the side of the road in a long day and wrote it down was he was talking about Kennedy and the missile crisis and how, um, Nothing's ever been solved from panic and salvation has never been made from rash decisions. And I'm like, it's really, really, it stuck out to me. I'm like, that's just so happens. I'm listening to this book at this time frame, and it makes so much Perfect. sense. Yeah. So like your program seems like it will help people who would otherwise have a tendency to go towards that panic button. Calm down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely will. And I think, 
you know, I when I first started thinking about, okay, what do I call this program? I really wanted to call it pause, push pause on the panic button or pause <laughs> the panic because that's really what I feel right now. And I'm not somebody that's super high strung or has a lot of anxiety, but I just look around at the people around me and I listen to the media and I just want to hit the pause button. Like, just take a deep breath, focus on what you can control and you just have to let everything go. And that is so hard. But if you start focusing on the things that you can control, you won't even worry about the things that you can't control. But that's not what the media wants that now. That's not how society has taught us uh, to, to raise our kids or, or to raise ourselves, right? It's what is Sally doing down the street, getting her business, getting his business, what's going on in the media, turn on every single, you know, it's just, we all focus on things that aren't really important. And I'm not saying that tuning into the news is important because it's good to keep up with what's going on, right? That's, that's how we know what quote unquote rules to follow and stipulations there are and things like that. But there is so much panic going on right now. And, you know, I just got super excited when I created this program because once a week we're, we're just going to have a live video feed and it'll be like 30 to 60 minutes. And I just want people to know that there's other people out there that are in the same exact boat as they are to an extent, right? We're all our own individuals. No one's living the same life, but that they can just talk to others, get support, share their successes, share their challenges, share what they're going through and just have that space. That's, you know, it's, it's a judgment free zone or whatever you want to call it, but it's just a real time and space and real people just chit chatting about what's going on in their week and how did their intentions work or did not work or what did they challenge themselves with. And maybe other people can get really good ideas because I think that's the most important thing right now is just to get everybody to calm down, to take a deep breath and to just go inward a little bit and focus in on the things that matter most in life, right? Like your health, um, mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual, your family, um, and like your friends, right? So, you know, that at the end of the day, like I don't know if you were aware, but Utah two days ago had a terrible earthquake. I, and I heard that. It was the first earthquake I had ever been a part of. So, you know, people in Utah, right, we're supposed to stay in our house and then we're not supposed to be in our house because of this earthquake. <laughs> and we had 80 aftershocks. It was like the most terrifying day. And I realized after that first big 5.7, I go, nothing material, materialistic in this life matters. Like just my family and like the people that I love. I mean, you know, and obviously food. I love food. But I, I wouldn't have grabbed food out of the kitchen, right? I just like, I reached for my boyfriend or he reached for me. He's like, get out of the house. And in that moment, I looked at my house and like nothing in my home mattered. Like nothing. And if the coronavirus should teach us anything, it should teach us to just calm down, take a deep breath and go back to the roots of like our ancestors, right? You know, work hard and just love hard. I mean, truly it's dig deep, figure out who you want to be and, and, and what you truly need in this life and let everything else go. Um, and so that was kind of really also like another big backbone to my program and that's why I think intention is so important and daily challenge is so important because we're all being challenged right now right so it's important to get something out of it it's important to to have some structure around this challenge so it doesn't make us panic yeah and it also seems like you're, you're creating a new community 
with technology where like we've got to be locked up, but we have that drive for a community. You know, that we are talking, if you take the kids out of school, what are they going to do? They're going to go search naturally kids without even thinking about it. They're going to want to go play with other kids. They're just want right. going to want to go. Like if we're born to be social uh, beings, you know? So, um, you're creating a community, a safe community where people can still get that and share their thoughts and feelings and connect vulnerable with somebody that, and, and still be abiding by the same guidelines that, you know, to keep everybody safe. So it's uh, like, that's important. Like that's part of probably one of the most important things for me. They're, they always laugh at me because like, dude, you can't go in the gym and not talk for an hour after a workout because right. that's the time yeah. I get to talk to people and like hang out and have fun and get to know people and hear what's going on in their lives. So, and I like that. Like, it's fun to me. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, that, you know, I lose that even though I have a garage gym, it's not the same without my community around. So getting that somewhere is important. Oh, it's so important. And, you know, I just, uh, actually my, my boyfriend and best friend and I, we just got to Montana last night. I mean, it's, probably one of the safer places to be. Our gym got shut down and all three of us work at the gym. And, you know, we, we fortunately have keys to the gym, right? Um, so we got to have kind of two last days to train and it was just, it was really foreign. There's, like you said, there's the community couldn't come in and now we have a garage gym set upstairs and I'm already feeling it. Like I am a, I, I could talk your ear off for 17 hours straight and not take a breath and be fine. Right. Um, so I need that. Personally, as an individual, I love community. I, I love chit-chatting. You know, like just speaking with you right now, it, it makes it just fills me up. It's just it's who I am. It's it's what I do. And there's so many other people out there that need this type of outlet, and it's it's very therapeutic for people. And so that's that's the that's the, one of the most important things about this program is just having the ability to to not just be a part of a community, but meet new people and. Like that's, that's enjoyment. That's fun. And it's challenging. It's like, Oh wow, I have to figure out how to talk to new people or the first live video call might be a little nervous, but by week four, it's like, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. How have you been? How are the kids? How, you know, what, how did you manage this today? How are your intentions going? That type of stuff. And I think that's important to, to not just continue a community, but if you can figure out a way to make new relationships during a time like this, Think about how strong those relationships are going to be after a time like this. And that's, I just think that that's one of the most important things right now is just to stay as close to your communities as possible. And I know a lot of gyms and a lot of companies and a lot of whatever are trying to do such a great job with that. And a lot of people are going virtual, I think, almost too much to where it's like crashing uh, (laughs) virtual videos uh, platforms where people actually like need to do business but you know as annoying as that might be for some people I would rather it be crashing those platforms and the platforms not even being used at all um, so yeah for sure for sure and I mean it's re- it really is cool what people have done like they're closing them but they go hey it's closed I may not be able to make money but I have this device in my hand that I can record myself on and we can all do a workout together or we can jog together or we can do like your program, you know, whatever it is. And then I think it's really important for somebody who likes to try new things like that kind of scare me, the feeling 
I know, like, if you told me those three things, like, hey, you have to do this, I'd be like, well, I don't know what that exactly entails. Like, I don't know how to do that. What's an intention? What is this? I don't know if I want to do that. It really and truly is the more reps you get in, the better you're going to be at something. You're never going to be good at it first. You're in t- you may not write down the perfect intention or something in your program at first, but I know in talking to you in our other podcast, you're like, that. that's part of it. You just got to go through it and keep doing it until you get better. Right. Yeah, and I think right now more than any time ever is the perfect opportunity to just – because whoever you are, right – like 90% of us are confined to our homes more than we ever have been in our life. Unless, and besides, besides when we were an infant, right? Like when we we (laughs) could not leave the house without somebody like we are in our homes. So there's really no excuse not to at least try something new because the next day you're going to be faced with waking up in the morning. And the reality is, is we have this virus in our entire world and we are all quarantined and we all have these rules and these guidelines and these stipulations that it just seems like every day more and more and more and more is it's just getting more tight, right? Less and less is available to us and every day there's something new and I think that reps are king, reps are queen, right? Just the more reps you do of something, the better you're going to be at it or, you know, you're, you're going to fail a lot. And fail, like failing is a lot, it's great power, it's great knowledge, it's going to teach you, okay, that doesn't work, awesome. Now I know 50 things that don't work, so now like my menu, right, has gotten very short. Now I know there's probably only a couple of things left on the menu that I can try. One of those is bound to click, and this is a great time to just kind of, again, like I said, look within and just get back to your roots and figure out what makes you you, what makes you tick, because there's no distractions anymore. So you've got to have good, positive, like foundational focuses throughout your day to get you through, myself included. Even though I'm a mental performance coach and I've overcome all of this stuff and yada, 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 like this is going to be hard. And I am going to hold myself to a very high standard as well as everyone that joins my program and my current clients. You've got to set an intention for the day. Tell me what you're going to do to challenge yourself today and tell me where you're going to seek enjoyment in your life that you typically don't. Um, and yeah, you're not going to get it right every day. Like you're not going to get three out of three every single day. But the fact that you're trying to focus on something other than the coronavirus and other than being quarantined and other than not being able to go out to your favorite restaurant, um, it's going to do a lot for your mental health in regards to getting you out of that rabbit hole if you're already there or it will help you not get in it. Um, right. So. And two things that are pretty cool, uh, especially with what you said in designing the program that like hit me, were like going through what you went through and saying that it was a choice. Like that that's coming from somebody who went through it. That's not like, you know, somebody that wasn't struggling with it. That's you saying it was my choice. I make the choices going either way, which is a tough thing to deal with. Accountability is very hard. Like we we just want to push it away all the time, no matter who you are. And then the other thing uh, I kind of that was the first thought. Now I've almost lost my train of where I was going with that. But and that was the the main thing was with uh, the choice. Like you make the choice to go which direction you want to go, and so yeah. you can choose the happy part or not the you know or not. You can choose to follow the program. You can choose the community. And in times like this, like when you're quarantined, you're not used to it. It's like oh 
I can't go to my favorite restaurant. What do I do? I don't know how to cook anything. I've never cooked anything before. Uh oh. Now you have. Now you get a chance to fail in that area and and realize how enjoyable little tiny things like cooking can be. Yeah. No. And exactly. I had someone ask me the other day. Well, you know what? How is this program going to help me? And I know I knew that person uh, personally, and I go, well, it's a great time for you to learn how to cook. <laughs> you know? And I was like, so, you know, week one, when we define what your what is and what your why is, like after this, you could teach yourself how to make the most perfect batch of chocolate chip cookies or like the perfect chicken dinner for your family or whatever it might be. And you might find this new enjoyment in your life that you didn't think was possible because you have this limiting belief in yourself that you that you're just a terrible cook because you once burnt a grilled cheese like terribly. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Like your intention for the day could be to just, you know, I intend to make the most out of, out of my kitchen or, or out of whatever I have in the pantry or whatever it might be. The challenge is to create a new meal and like, I'm sure you'll find enjoyment in it somewhere. Right. So this, this program, it doesn't have to be something like, okay, I have to make these intentions to be an author or you know, <laughs> to invent a new product. Like, no, if you just want to figure out and spend time figuring out how to make the best dinner for your family or how to crochet something or how to get the perfect clean and jerk form. If, if you have a home gym set up like this program is going to help you do that because you have a coach that you can rely on. That's going to hold you accountable that you get to talk to every single day. You have other people in the community and we have daily assignments and like daily things that are there for you to focus on and just, just to keep your mind healthy and, and in the right place because again, there's two types of people that are going to come out of this, and, and it's at the end of the day, it's it's you're making a choice. You can either get worse or you can get better. And why not get better? You know, like why not at least try to get better um, through all of this? So. And then they can share like their cooking stuff on there. And I know me personally, like, so I joke a lot about it. I make fun of the panic. I make fun of the toilet paper situation. Even all the fancy cheeses that get bought up at, at our HEBs here, like they buy, they never, they're never out of that and they're all gone. Like people just yeah. buying, you know, and so I make fun of, I joke and I joke in a way because laughter for me is the best thing that I can do. Like it keeps me for in sure. great spirits. Like I love like sort of a, whether it's a dark humor, a light humor, a stupid funny, I just love all of that. It's part of who I am. Um, some people aren't that way, but that's what I do because I think laughter is good. So like you're making something and you burn the grilled cheese, you share the story and you laugh about it with everybody else who's burning their own grilled cheeses on right. there, you know? Yeah. It's so funny. You bring up the, uh, the fancy cheese thing. The last dinner I went out to was last weekend and, uh, with, with a group of friends. And, and then that next morning they said that, you know, all restaurants were closed down, but she goes, Lauren, the cabbage is sold out. Like, cabbage is never sold out. People don't know what to do with cabbage. And then the purple cabbage was sold out. Like, people don't know what cabbage is. And I just, I lost it. Because I was like, that is so true. Nobody eats cabbage. Like, who's buying all the cabbage? And, but yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's so interesting to walk into a grocery store right now and see what is gone. And it's just, you know, and that's just, that's another part of, of like, the, you know, maybe people are trying new recipes. I don't know. Maybe people are just grabbing everything and trying to figure out. Someone said that this whole situation is like chopped. You have 
have like chicken, brown sugar, and peaches, and you gotta figure out how to make like a dinner out of it. And I just found that so funny. But you know, it's just like this program, right? If that, that could be your challenge every day, and you could make it a family thing. Like you could create your own chopped TV show, and you could make the most out of it, and you can show your kids that even in adversity or even in dark times, like there's so much happiness that you can create on your own. And you don't have to rely on sports or you don't have to rely on going out to dinners, even though it's wonderful to be able to like support all the local businesses and stuff like right now, that's just not in the cards. And so you've really got to figure out how to just create all of this within the confinements of your home. And I'm not a parent yet, but if I was a parent, like this is an awesome opportunity and a scary one as well, right? To just show your kids like, here, here is how you should be looking at this situation and here's what we're going to have family tonight or we're going to make dinners together or, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do this and we're going to do that family workouts. Um, but that's where the focus comes, comes into play. It's just focusing on things other than the negativity that the media has just escalated to a substantial amount right now. Well, they're going to go through this too. And like, Having grandparents because my dad my dad was born when he like when they were older in life like in their mid forties they went through the depression right so I got to hear firsthand and see stories and the attitude of like how they looked at life because your appreciation level goes up the more your struggle has been like yeah. everything gets easier too like everything gets easier and so I look at that example of them and then you see the kids now like okay, they're going through this lockdown. Well, if you keep it as calm as possible, you're going to teach them a valuable lesson in life. And that is how to deal with struggle, adversity, things like that. Like how you handle this and how you conduct yourself can go even further down, you know, in their life. They're going to be like, oh, this is easy. You, you remember the quarantine of 2020, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, how crazy, right? Yeah. yeah no, what you're saying is, is so, so on point. Like, so true. Um, people can use this to their advantage big time. This is actually a super cool, cool opportunity. I still wake up in the morning and I still can't figure out if life is real. Like to, to be 100% honest with you, I'm, you know, I'm here in Montana now on a one way ticket. I don't know when I'm going back to Utah, which is really weird that the resort is shut down. But now it's like, okay, I'm here and I'm going to make the most out of this. You know, all of us complain that we don't have enough time in the day and there's not enough time to do this or not enough time to be with our family. Well, we got time now. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's such a cool, kind of crazy, but cool opportunity to just do the things in your life that you have been putting off because you don't have enough time. And, you know, and a lot of, a lot of people are just going to have to get really creative with where to find that opportunity. But I, I am very convinced that every single person on this earth can find an opportunity in this. But again, it's a choice. Like you have to want to find it. You have to want to work for it. You have to want to possibly fail to figure out how to get there during this time. But it's there. You just you just have to want to make that choice to grab it. And another thing that is interesting and in where you know the community and everything will help and creativity like i i forgot where i heard it i don't know where it was but it's like boredom is the starting point of creativity so that you like you need it you need that silence and quiet stuff to let your mind go for a create you know to be creative create something um 
But a lot of people like yourself, you know, you work at a gym, you work for a gym that does that sort of stuff. Uh, your boyfriend does it. My wife does it. She's out of work. Thankfully, you know, my job's going to keep going because I work kind of in isolation all the time. But like it's for a lot of people, they don't have that advantage. Both of you are kind of out of work. Like you've got to figure stuff out. You've got to use this time to like, you could, like you said, you have a choice and it may be hard and it may feel like the world's coming down on you, but you've got a choice. You can either not do anything and let it come down on you or figure out a way to do something, be creative and start, almost start new. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of almost in terms that a lot of people can understand. This whole situation is like if you were an athlete and you just are coming back from like blowing out your knee. I remember when I completely blew out my ACL, I had to remember how to run again, how to jump again, how to do ball handling drills and how to get back on the court with people and, and communicate and do all that stuff. And this happened in college. So it was weird being this basketball player that had to sit out for a whole season because I blew up my leg when I had all this basketball experience, right? It's kind of the same thing we're in now. This is an opportunity for you to just almost find yourself again. And I think for a lot of people, right, that work 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week or whatever, they don't really have the space to be creative, to, to remember who they were as a kid, um, you know. And this is a time and a space where people, I think, are going to find that having more time to themselves, having, quote, unquote, this boredom, Again, if you can have a focus for the day or some type of intention for the day, it might be the most enjoyable experience of your life, just having a month or two months to just slow down and write that book that you've always wanted to write or start a blog or finish a puzzle. Like I was a kid that always did puzzles, and now I don't even have time for puzzles. I've done like three, and and it is it is so fun for me to just let my mind be free and focus on something else. and. You know, two, three, four weeks ago, I would have felt guilty if I was spending time doing a puzzle when I thought that I should have been working. And so I think people just, they almost need to channel their inner child, buy a coloring book. Literally, someone just gifted me a coloring book because they were just like, I think you'll really enjoy this. And I'm really excited to dive into that, you know, and some people think it's silly or, you know, it seems so out of place to grab a coloring book when, when you're in your late 20s or 30s or however old you are listening, 40s, 50s. But, you know, kind of like you said, a lot of people that work all the time, they don't have the time and the space to just let their mind be free and to almost be bored. And I think in boredom, like you said, that's where you can find the most magnificent creativity because you have to work for it. You have to figure out, okay, I am bored. What do I do? Um, and probably nine times out of ten, we don't even want to turn on the TV right now. So I encourage anybody that's listening like try and stay off your device because even though a lot of companies and a lot of gyms, because that's the field that I am, we're giving all this yummy, awesome information and at-home workouts. Okay, you've got your fix. Get it in for like 30 minutes. See what your gym is posting. See what your friends are posting. Write it down. But try and stay off of these devices because when you were a kid, you probably didn't have devices. You know, So just give your mind like the space and like the calmness that it deserves to kind of get that reset button hit. Um, so you can really just channel that inner child and just have some fun and, uh, and get creative again. And that's the thing, like we're like you, you were saying, and I'm one of those people has a job where you work all these crazy hours, right? 
you're it's structured. Somebody's telling you what to do, where to go. You have a task that's given to you by somebody else. You never had to thought think of a task yourself. I mean, my position, the type of work that I do, one being in sales and also like damn, the different thing I do, I deal with people and I have to find creative ways to talk to people a lot of times. So mine's a little yeah. different, but there's structure and somebody's telling me where to go and what to do. Now when I'm left alone, and I struggled with this quite a bit, is like, what do I like? Like, what kind of decision would I actually make? You know, something as simple as like, what do you want for dinner? Like, um, you like, I'm so used to somebody else just picking that out. Just somebody else picked that out. That's fine. Like, and I'll just go with it. I'm fine. That's cool. But no, what do I really want? Like, finding out what your actual decisions would be, what you really enjoy, and going back to that inner child of like, oh, what's fun to me? You know, that's why I still rollerblade. Like, that's why when I picked it up, I'm like, oh, why did I stop doing this stupid sport that hurts me so bad? Because I love it. And as a kid, I was drawn to it for this reason right here. It makes me feel so good. So uh, I think, and once I made that turn and went that direction, I never went back. You know, I've, I've kind of like, I don't want to lose that feeling again because I lost it and then I got it back. And so that it's easy to do when you're structured working 60 hours a week. Somebody's telling you what to do and you get in this rhythm and routine and it's comfortable. And now all of a sudden, yeah, they're telling you to stay home, but they're not telling you to do anything else. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I remember, it just reminds me really quickly of um, when I graduated from college, like I had been an athlete my whole life. And, you know, my day was structured. I went to school and then from three to seven thirty my whole life it was basketball or soccer. So then I like got out in the real world and I panicked, just like kinda of everyone is right now, right? We panic, we panic, we don't know what we're supposed to do. Do we turn left? Do we turn right? What the hell do we eat for dinner? What is going on? And so kind of some of the, the tools and strategies that, that I have in this program are just for anybody listening that might be kind of in this frantic position of okay. I'm working from home, but my life isn't structured. You know, I don't have to be anywhere from eight to five. I can pause my emails to wash the dishes. And so you're going to find yourself wanting to get distracted. You're going to find yourself in this position and situation and in this unknown environment where your mind is just going to go everywhere, right? Like, what do I do? You're going to resort to panic. In this moment, just breathe. And know that you are in control of your life. But a really good thing to do is to just always keep a sticky note or pad of paper next to you. And, of course, a pen, right? I am the pen and the paper queen. Do it. Trust me. (laughs) Just do it. And just every hour, write something down that you can check off. Like, I'm going to send one email. Check. Find a focus like every single hour so that you are actually in control of structuring your day so you can feel a little bit more control of your environment, things like that. But I think some people, when they come into this environment of working from home, it's super hard to adjust to because you don't do it often, right? You, you're you not near your kitchen. So people are just like, wow, I'm just going to eat all day. And then all my quarantine food is gone. So it's like, you, you have to set some boundaries for yourself, but like create a small to-do list. Make it super simple, super feasible. Don't allow yourself to fail. It could literally be brush my teeth before 8.30. Wow, check that off. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Make make two phone calls before 11. Ooh. 
And just honestly, like crossing something off that, that you know you can do, but seeing it, next thing you know, you're you're going to realize that you're focusing on things that you're actually in control of. And I think, again, that's like one of the most valuable things you can take away this program or from this podcast is just you've got to focus in on the things that you are in control of and forget about everything else or do your best to because that's where all the panic comes in. That's where the fear comes in. That's where the anxiety comes in. That's when the stress builds and, and the depression increases and all this stuff. And it, again, it's just stuff. But like you as an individual and your mental health, it's not stuff. Like it's real. It's valuable. It's meaningful. So spend time working on it. Use this situation, this coronavirus, this quarantine as an opportunity to, you know, just like you said, you have a really hard time figuring out what you want for dinner. Use this as as an opportunity to put your foot down and say, hey, I want tacos tonight. (laughs) Hey, then the next night I want hamburgers. Like use this time as an opportunity to dial in a skill that you might not have a lot of mental capacity to do because you work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, you know, and then next thing you know, after all of this, it's like every time you go to a restaurant, you're not like full of anxiety or you're making food for your family and you're like you're, you're not stressed out about it because you've practiced this skill of, yeah, I know what I want and I'm confident in that, right? So it doesn't have to be complicated, but you know, if, if you are someone that's not used to this new environment, just do whatever you can to control your environment and a really good way to do that is just small little to-do lists that you know are very simple and very doable and very realistic. It's really cool too, and I just thought about it this in your program when I was like riffing there a second ago on on everything and, and the structure stuff, is that your program kind of like force it's like the ultimate coach, right? It's an ultimate coaching move because you in order for somebody to learn they have to do it. They have to learn how to do it. And so you're basically giving them like this little guideline, but then they've got to figure it out in order to get it right. There's no wrong answer unless you don't do it. So like the effort you have, you're just saying, giving them the nudge and then saying, okay, here's the little box. Now I want you to take that out of the box and run with it. And that's the rule of the game. That's it. That's the only rule. Now create something like do something with these little things that I've given you. And then you learn how to like, how to do all those things for yourself. And so like, it's a, it's the ultimate coaching on it's like a structure to deal with no structure yeah it, exactly it <laughs> it really and there's really no rules there's no right or wrong like the only rule really is based in the intention part which is make your intention positive because if you don't your whole day is going to go to shit and it's just going to be negative like positive attracts positive like attracts like which means negative is going to attract negative that is literally the only rule And I kind of have this set up on a super cool platform called Teachable. And um, it's like an online, you know, if you were in college and you were taking an online course, it would look very similar to this. So you have your daily thing. Here's your assignment. Now, obviously, I'm not a teacher. I can't fail you, right? But I do give you, like, here's your daily worksheet. And it's it's all downloadable, printable, friendly PDFs. Print it off if you have a printer. If not, type it up on your computer. But you can share it with me. You can share it with everybody else in the class. And that's just another aspect of, like, the accountability. And effort really is the name of the game here. And and it's in, it's in the little, like, commitment sheet that I make everybody sign. You're going to get out of this program what you, you get, what you put into it. Same exact thing with your life. 
Same exact thing with this coronavirus. You're going to get out of this whole situation, whatever you decide to put into it, whatever you decide to think about most, that's exactly what you're going to get out of this. So if you want to sit on your couch and be negative and be upset that this is happening, like it's going to be pretty hard. It's going to be a pretty rough couple of months, however long this lasts. But if you create some structure when there's no structure, you're going to come out of this being able to structure your home life, your work life, your relationship, your future goals, your 10 year plan. You're going to realize that, Oh my gosh, it really is super simple and it just takes effort. And it just starts with you wanting to make the choice to make the commitment to just doing it, right? And so it's really nice when you have a community and when you have some accountability because when this situation gets hard because there's an unknown date for it, you have people in your corner helping you up when you do want to fall back, when you do want to fall into that rabbit hole. I'm going to be there. Trust me. I'm a very in-your-face aggressive coach. I'm going to be there picking you up, pulling you up probably, telling you to just give it another day. And like I won't let anybody fail. I won't let anybody not get out of this program what I know they truly want to get out of it just because it gets hard. And I think that's the most valuable thing is that you have a community, even if it's full of strangers, that believe in you because we're all in this together, period. Even though we can't physically be together, we are in this really trying time in our world. Um, and I think we just need to support another as much as we can. Well, just like just like I, like I fully believe the reason like CrossFit is not a fad and it lasts and people are into it. Um, and anything with struggle, you can call it Spartan races, you can call it whatever you want. Whatever training gives you struggle that other people can relate to, you bond with them. And right now, everybody knows what it feels like to be involved with this coronavirus deal because we're all involved in it everywhere, all across the world, right? So we can all relate to, to every stranger. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. I may not be the same as that person, and I may think totally different. They may not like my jokes, may think I'm offensive. But guess what? We all are dealing with the same virus, you know? So it's it's uh, that's where we can relate. We can all get yeah. along and relate, and so you can get on there and make new friends, like you said, and then who knows? You might have them forever, you know? You talk to them over, the, over that, and then you've got little internet friends that you can talk to and relate to, you know? I sound so old when I say that, like the interweb sure. friends. <laughs> you are the kid chasing the rabbit with the golf club <laughs> yes i am <laughs> yes i am well, this has been awesome lauren this has been great uh tell everybody where they can find it where they need to go i'll put it in the show notes and everything too but let everybody know where they can find you and comment and talk to you and all that good stuff yeah so best place is either Personally, through email, um, I'm taking direct emails for anything. So my email is lauren at climbandconquer.com. Climb and Conquer is with K's. Um, so for all of you that I know I'm grammatically incorrect, but lauren at climbandconquer.com. And then also my Instagram is a great way to stay up to date on everything, and that's at CoachLaurenTate22. Um, so that's those are the two best platforms to reach me on to get updates about the program. And as I mentioned, if you made it this far in the podcast, the program does start Sunday, March 22nd, but I am never going to close it off to anybody. So if this is April 7th and you're listening to it, reach out to me, come a part of the program. All the information is available. Even if we're week three, you can start at week one or you can dive right into week three. So I just want to help and support all of you, myself included. And um, I would love to have you a part of this 
community if, if you would love to be a part of the three daily essentials program. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everybody go check it out. Also, her Instagram, she puts out awesome videos that you can listen to, inspirational stuff. If you just want to smile or be like, yeah, you know what? I am going to do something better today. Just go watch her little Instagram stories. They're, they're fantastic. You do a great job with it. Thanks for being on again, Lauren. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.